Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Weekday Chat once again. We're always grateful that you choose to uh, listen in for a little bit. Uh, This is where we talk about where we've been and where we're going. My name is Steve. Yeah, and I'd like to say welcome as well. My name's Kyle, and if you have any uh, questions or comments, please post those, and we will get back with you. This past Sunday, we concluded a series called A Clearer Vision of the Future, which is where we walk through the book of Revelation. In November, we got an extra Sunday in there, so we actually had five teachings through this great book, and it was, I think, just wonderful for our church to experience. You and Luke did such a great job, and then we had a guest speaker this past Sunday, Matt. Luke's dad. Yeah, Luke's dad. It was great on heaven. It was. was. So Matt came in, and he talked about We Will Be Home. He he wrapped up the series with the the title, We Will Be Home. And in this, he just walked us through how the scripture talks about heaven, and and there's three key uh, phrases for this, that, that it would be paradise. And that's where he talked about we would be restored with creation, that, that, that heaven's like a real place. I mean, there's yes. rocks and rivers and yes. animals, that, that it's a real place. He also talked about how um, scriptures, you know, describe heaven as the, uh, I forget, um, city, city, the goal, you know, the city. But within a city, that's where we'll be restored with one yeah. another. And, you know, there's just so much brokenness yes. in our relationships. And, and to have this city be a restoration of one another is just beautiful. And then lastly, the temple, where we're completely restored in our relationship with God. And he, he, he reminded us of how in the Old Testament, the Holy of Holies was a, a cube. And now heaven is being um, described as a perfect cube. Just, just the uh, clear visual. That, that we are in the presence of the most holy God uh, forever, for, for eternity. And anyhow, the whole sermon just led you to yes, kind of be longing for that did. day. And you know, I to hate be. to confess this, but only, <laughs> it's only been the last decade that mm-hmm. I have se- pictured or known or come to realize that heaven is physical. Mm. You know, a, a new heaven, a new earth. I, I'm embarrassed yes. to admit that, but I uh-huh. think I've been a great dualist, you know, that, you know, all physical is evil. Because that's oh, sort of yeah. how I grew up. This physical world is the evil part, but there's a pure spiritual city that's coming. Yeah. And now, you know, it right. is it is even a grander in a new way to think right. of this new heaven and new earth and yeah. the way we will be. I mean, I, the there's part of you just right. can't wait to get there, you know? <laughs> right, right. Well, Steve... I would ask, you know, again, on the heels of this kind of vision and, and a clearer vision of the future, why do we become discontent in our lives yeah. and here on earth? And is there a way that we can practice um, not letting discontentment yes. like creep in and get the best of us? Yeah, we, we sing that, that old song says, this world is not our home. We're just yeah. passing through. And yet mm-hmm. we're here, if the Lord wills, for 70, 80 years, mm-hmm. you know. 
sometimes tragically not, but uh, here we are, and, and we hear, we see, we experience discontent all the time, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yesterday my, was my wife's birthday, and oh. before I read uh, what we were going to be talking about today, I didn't know we were going to be talking about discontent, I promise, but in her, her card, I wrote some personal things to her, <laughs> and then I said, if you, le- if you die before me, I will be very unhappy but I will choose to be content. <laughs> I put that in our card. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've, I've learned that from people, too, just mm-hmm. being around godly people. They're, I watch them and hear them choose contentment. And it is a choice we have to make. Mm-hmm. Um, all we have to do is read Ecclesiastes for a little while, and we see really what discontent looks like. Here was Solomon. Yeah. He had so much, and yet the pieces weren't going together because he lost his grip. He lost mm-hmm. his grip of an eternal perspective. And that's, what, that's, the, that's the real harshness of a fallen world where we go our own way. I mean, from early on after the fall, what were people doing? They were looking for some way to make life work. The Tower yeah. of Babel, you know, yeah. we're going we're gonna to build a city for ourselves. We're going to reach yeah, heaven and all right, that. Yeah. There's, there's always this cry of the heart. So one thing that helps me is just continually naming what my blessings are, mm-hmm. what I'm thankful for. Well, when we live as grateful people, it is really difficult to live lives of discontent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you get to choose on the things that are right and good. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, sometimes my wife and I have to rem- remind ourselves that we're, mm-hmm. we've had a bad day, we're complaining, and then we think, you know, our small complaints are nothing compared to the way other people are living in the world. Yeah. We're so blessed. Mm-hmm. And also, I think it's good to hang around people mm-hmm. who have less and who um, are victims of injustice or uh, uh, I've had international relationships where I hear about what they're dealing with in their ministries mm-hmm. or, or what they're up against in, in harsh countries or yeah. developing countries. And I remember how thankful I am. I mean, though any of us have gone on a mission trip have learned so much from other people who have had far less than us, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 So... Keep uh, hanging around those people that have have less than you or have li- worse life conditions. They mm-hmm. don't have to have less, but their life conditions mm-hmm. um, as far as pressures yeah. are heavier as well as listing your gr- things you're grateful for. What, what mm-hmm. advice would you give? Well, I... I think discontent is just so rampant, so so easy to fall into. You know, Matt again made that comment about how we're always decaying, you know, yes. like it's easy to descend into discontentment. Yes. And so for, I think both the reason and then a practice to practice against is the whole comparison thing. I mean, anytime you're trying to compare yourselves to others, you're, you're never going to win in that. It, it, it's always, um, again, a, a descent into discontentment. So vision, you know, we, we hear, you know, in leadership all the time that, that vision leaks, that, that, that what are you fixing your, your, your eyes on and, and what are you going for? And I think it's when we really focus like what heaven is going to be like and how we can be agents of heaven here on earth now, the, the more that that's our vision, the more we will live with, with that goal. Um, when we take our eyes off that, and look on the world, it, it, yes. we just quickly become discontent. It's the whole now and not yet, right? right. I mean, right. we've tasted, but we don't have it completely yet. I mean, evil is still alive. So 
if tsunamis can still happen and bad things can still, evil can still advance right now. But right now we can still have joy and hope and peace in Christ, but we don't have the fullness of that. Right. It's and the so re- it's just redemption process, yeah, right? Right. So it's easy to become discontent. So again, everything you said, I mean, like fixing our eyes on that is the practice yeah. of how to battle that. So there's, uh, we've been redeemed, but also not yet, right? Right. Uh, we are ready for uh, that place, and yet we're in the process of being saved. One day mm-hmm. we'll be totally redeemed right. in our bodies. So we get this heaven to look forward to. So yeah. what are two or three things that uh, your mind loves to think about when you think about heaven? And, and what we'll see and experience? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I mean, I'm hoping to see... A young, handsome Steve White. Won't you know, that be stellar? Th- 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 it's hard to imagine much better. But that, that. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> that's your prime. <laughs> um, no, you know, the, I mean, if, I know it sounds like the, the, the ace, but to, to think about the presence of God, when, when we look through the scriptures and see all the different reactions to the presence of God from Moses taken off his shoes at the burning bush in the presence of God. But then at the end of Exodus, he's just saying, hey, if your presence doesn't go, I don't want to go. Meaning, I, I just, I don't want to live without you. But then if you just think about all the interactions of the presence of God with, with, with people, uh, the people throwing their, Mary, throwing her perfume, at, uh, you know, washing Jesus' feet or, or the, the, you know, grabbing his, 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 his robe to be healed. Um, but yet others' reactions of, to the goodness of God is beating your chest and saying, have mercy on me. There, there's just so many reactions to the presence of God, what it does in your life. And it's just going to be, I say, crazy to finally realize what it'll be like to feel that both all of beauty and all of holiness, I want to hide type thing. I just, I, 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 that's a hard thing to dwell on and figure out. But honestly, what is most intriguing or just longing is seriously, Steve, the idea of community in its purest sacred yes. form. Yes. I mean, it's just, I can't imagine it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> in our world continues to decay. <laughs> so to see that in its beauty will just be... I just wrote about you know, that this morning. Oh, well, cool. <laughs> for, you, for equip you, yes, yeah. for sure. That's yeah. what we're looking forward to. What about you? A couple things. Uh, one, one is uh, a perfect satisfaction. Yeah. What that's like to not have a sense of need. Mm-hmm or something lacking in your life in any area mm-hmm. or in your realm mm-hmm. that that it's I can't fathom what that yeah. must be like um a second piece would be this perfect communication i think because those of us in ministry you know a lot of what we do is all about communication mm-hmm. whether it's to edify believers or to reach lost people and we fail in our words. I fail in words and communicating all the time mm-hmm. in, in sermon preparation or, or just in my marriage, yeah. you know, where I haven't communicated what I really mean or I have mm-hmm. been careless mm-hmm. and uh, done some hurt. And, I, 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 and I've hurt people's feelings here at, at, mm-hmm. at, in our church body. I didn't mean to do that. But to be in a place where we're all our communication is perfect. There, there's no one who's offended. Yeah. There's no one who questions what you mean. Right. I mean, everything is 
perfect. Yeah. I, I look forward to that. And also this perfect peace, mm-hmm. um, quietness of spirit and soul, whatever that means mm-hmm. in heaven. Um, you know, uh, Mark Proctor, when he was with us, would close all the services by saying, peace of Christ to you. Oh, yeah. And we often say that still. As a, as Sometimes I hear it's like a testimony to Mark's uh, influence when he was here. But it parallel, when he said it, it parallels when the Jews would say shalom. Hmm. Shalom means, it was more than just a greeting, it was, I, I want the best welfare for your life. I want hmm. your life to be fully whole, complete, um, fulfilling in every way, all your mm-hmm. needs to be met, and heaven will be perfect shalom. Yeah. You know, I just love that thought, yeah. and uh, what a day it's going to be. Why, why would anyone toy with missing that? Yeah. Or yeah. dare dare dumb it down in a place mm-hmm. we might be bored? Yeah. Or I, 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 I love the thought Matt had, uh, uh, who says we only have five senses in heaven? Yeah. What about more taste buds or more yeah. sense for smell? Right. Ah, that was so intriguing to me. Yeah. Yes. No, that's good. Well, no. I, Steve, and I just tag on to that. You say peace. And I think just one other quick one is the intimacy with others. Yes. Yes. Shame takes its toll yes. on us. And because we are such, we, we, we hang on to shame and then we project that onto other people and think, well, what would they think of us if they knew? And then, but then that becomes our reality. Yes, right. And then it, 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 it suffocates intimacy. And to think when we say no more shame, <laughs> I mean, yes. you, to be fully yeah. known and to be fully accepted. And to, I mean, yeah. and even in our earthly relationships, I mean, that's what we love when we find that one person mm-hmm. that we can be totally yes. real with and they love right. us anyway and they yeah. embrace us and want to be close to us. I it's mean, heaven. there's yeah. nothing better than right. that. Speaking of which, so we'll talk about here we are in this world of broken and failed relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in this redeeming process yep. toward wholeness, but we're living in brokenness until then. Yep. So what do we do? What, how, does, how does the hope of heaven address our relationships now? What mm-hmm. should we be doing in view of heaven in our relationships? Yeah. Well, um, I think like celebrating and cheering another person mm-hmm. um, speaks and moves to more of the purity of, of, of how we should be with one another. And it takes the, the focus off the self. And I think if you want to take the focus off yourself, that, I mean, the, the biblical answer, answer, but yet the most realistic, practical answer is to serve. Um, you, you know, Jesus came to serve. And, and, and every time that I have served, the testimony is always I come out feeling a pure joy because you're totally focused on, on somebody else. And, and I just don't think that we can experience restoration in our relationships or in our world right now without paying attention to this great need of, of serving one another. Absolutely. I mean, like it, it's just, it, it takes your, we will always default to thinking for ourselves and, and that hurts every relationship. So 
And with that, I would also just say um, letting people know that they are um, seen and loved. My wife is always pounding that in. You know, they they need to know that they're seen and loved um, and not just lip service, you know. So basic, so basic. Yeah, and and yet profound. Yes, and profound. (laughs) You know, implications. So... Yeah, what about, what about you? What are Well, I think we just have to keep always remembering to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, mm-hmm. we don't know yes. their story. We yeah. don't know what they've come out of. Mm-hmm. We don't even know how their day is going. Mm-hmm. Right. You're treated badly at a store or something. You don't know what they're dealing with, yep. the pressures they have. And I think right. we have to... We have to extend ourselves beyond. Jesus did that. He went beyond the normal in meeting a person, right? And I think we have to quickly, as soon as an offense is made toward us, we have to quickly dismiss it. Yeah. You have to choose that. You choose immediately to so forgive. Hard. It is so hard. But the more we can do that, in every, in every communication with anyone, No matter who we're talking to, someone whose name you don't know or your closest friend, you're either building a bridge or a wall, Mm -hmm. one or the other. Yeah. And I can do either one with any person I ever meet by greeting them with a smile when you're walking past them. So true. Or looking the other way, Mm -hmm. you've just done either one of those two things, build a bridge or a wall, and think of people that way. Mm -hmm. And and. we just, we just have to learn to do that. And mm-hmm. we're kingdom people. And kingdom people do not operate in the way the world does. No. And so we have to be serious about this. Right. And if we can't discipline ourselves on social media to, yeah. s- to do those kinds of things and building bridges, if we see that in ourselves, mm-hmm. we need to get off social media. Mm-hmm. Because if you're on it, you're there to build bridges, yeah. not walls. Light all the to time. Darkness. All right? Right. Well... Right. We're going to start a new series. This whole yes. year, we have chosen the theme of Clear Vision since it's 2020. So every month we've changed our theme. So we're going to close this uh, theme this year of Clear Vision, a clear vision of Christmas. And we always need fine-tune when the Christmas season comes. Yeah. And uh, Luke's going to preach out of Revelation 12. We're not continuing Revelation. It just happens that Revelation 12 will be our chapter where we learn about a woman, a baby, and a dragon. Mm. And it is a rich message. I'm sure we're going to be blessed. So whether in person or online. Uh, we hope to hope you'll join us for worship this Lord's Day. God bless you. Have a great day and a great week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. It's our desire for you to grow in your understanding of Christ's love as you partner with us in our mission to love all people to new life in Christ. If you have any questions about our church or would like to plan a visit with us, go to plainfieldchristian.com. If you would like to receive our podcast every week, we encourage you to subscribe to the Plainfield Christian Church podcast on whatever podcasting platform you prefer. Have a great week.